We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And as we get going and touchdown at 10, real quick, just a keep your thoughts and prayers. Paulie and all of our friends down in the 757. Terrible tragedy down in Chesapeake, Virginia. I worked down there for a couple of years. Still know a lot of people that live down there. Terrible tragedies you've read in the news. Uh, as of early this morning, listening to the police chief, at least six people confirmed uh, dead down there this morning in that shooting at Walmart in Chesapeake. So keep them in your thoughts and prayers uh, this morning as uh, we get things cranked up here. Uh, preparation, you know, beginning in earnest now, Chris, for Atlanta, uh, for Washington coming up and you know, what's interesting, not only what you and I break down, but again, starting to see some of the national pundits mm-hmm. and some of the analytics, certainly about really how good the defense is playing right now for Washington. We said coming into the season, the head coach even said it. We got to do better than winning 17-15. Guess where they're right back to, Chris? Winning in that fashion. And you know what? Whether you like it or not, it is the right philosophy. It is the best way for this team right now to stay in a race where now you got people putting odds out on whether the AFC East or NFC East can get all their teams in the playoffs right now, which is kind of a long shot, but it's not as long as you think. Yeah, so... I mentioned this to you earlier. Football Outsiders uh, put this together, and I don't know how exactly they get their formula and stuff, so I'm not even going to try and explain. I'll just tell you what they have. We talk, we've we talked, and we talked, I think it was yesterday, maybe it was Monday, about the entire AFC East, right? And mm-hmm. the Jets are struggling with the quarterback. The Bills are the Bills, and they play tomorrow. Um right here on the Team 980 against the Lions, second game in four and a half days in Detroit. Uh, I think they went back and forth. I I don't think they stayed in Detroit, Um, but I I would have to double-check that. Um, The Dolphins off the bye, they've been obviously very good. Uh, The Patriots are hanging in there. Patriots play uh, Kirk Cousins in Minnesota tomorrow night, also here on the Team 980. So the entire AFC East to make the playoffs – is a 20.6% chance. It's pretty incredible, right? We've also talked about how good the NFC East is all year. Every team over 500 now that the Commanders are back over 500 at 6 and 5. Giants and Cowboys at 7 and 3 each. Clearly they play tomorrow. One of the teams will be 7 and 4, one of the teams will be 8 and 3. It's probably going to be the Cowboys that are 8 and 3. Mhm. And the Eagles are 9-1, and one, barely escaping Indianapolis after losing to the Commanders. But the other entire NFC East chances to make the playoffs are only 8.7% by the same metrics, the same website, the same methodology. 20.6% for the AFC East for all four teams to make the playoffs. Only 8.7% for all NFC East teams to make the playoffs. Both Eastern divisions to fill all. All wild card spots, which would be crazy, right? I mean, now, of course, we haven't had three wild card teams for what more than the last three years, right? That started in the pandemic year of 2020, I believe it was, or was it 2019? I can't remember. I think it was 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's just been a couple of years, less than a two percent chance, but still, pretty incredible that you have even a two percent chance that. All four teams from the AFC East, all four teams from the NFC East can make the playoffs. Here's the thing right now. Who's the least trustworthy team in in, in each division that would cost them? It has to be, even though the Jets are six and four, with the turmoil they've got right now, Mm -hmm. Jets have to be the the one in the AFC East. And the question in the NFC East, is it the Giants or the Commanders? I I mean, I'm going to answer it as the Giants. I mean, even the though Bri- are the mo- the more I know you love Brian Dable, mm-hmm. I, I, Brian Dable's done a tremendous job. 
Pete, I've always said to you that, look, people put so much emphasis on coaching. Ultimately, every coach will tell you, whether they want the credit or not, every coach will tell you, it's about the Jimmy and Joes, not the X's and O's. It's just about the Jimmy and Joes or the Jimmy's and Joes. Mm -hmm. That's the point. They don't have enough Jimmy's and Joes. I'd be stunned if the Giants win tomorrow in Dallas. Stunned. Stunned. Short week, long road trip, been there a number of times. Uh, the commanders always have to do that, turn around. T- now, they want to do that. They want to do that because of the exposure that it gives the branding. But that's a really hard road trip to make when you don't have Wandale Robinson, you don't have um, – uh, uh, I mean, you're already missing you're, people. You, you know, you traded Kadarius Tony, right? Kenny Galladay has been Kenny a disaster, Galladay's been awful. Offensive line has been better, but still is not great. Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. Um, Look at let, let's aren't they missing? Uh, um, uh, didn't their corner uh, the kid that came over from Tennessee? Gosh, what is his name? I forgot his name. You know, Thibodeau's been in and out. Yep, and. I mean, let, let's look at the look at the top eight because Washington's the eight right now in the NFC overall. Just mm-hmm. the, the NFC overall. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, Geno Smith, Taylor Heineke. In that order. In that order. Now, I know somebody's got to win the NFC. I know somebody's got to win each division. Notice I didn't say Tom Brady. Okay. Tom Brady sitting there at five and five. Now you look at those top eight clubs, and that is—I guess you'd have to put Brady in there today because Washington technically right now is at seven because they got a half game edge on the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. even though the Buccaneers would get in as the division winner. But you know, I mean, that's that in itself tells you a lot. Which quarterback out of that group do you trust? The most. Taylor Heineke, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones out of those three. I mean, I'd probably say Geno Smith. Okay. I I mean, if you... I would go... I don't think that's a... I don't think that is an irrational answer. I would go Geno one, Heineke two, Daniel Jones three. Daniel Jones has tremendous mobility. And he does have the ability to throw the pill. It's not consistent, but the biggest problem for Daniel Jones has A, been able to, you know, in his career, A, stay healthy, B, not turn the ball over by interception or fumble. Right. There's just mind-numbing plays that's, you know, and 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 listen, some of that is because you haven't had a good offensive line there for a while. Their offensive line is better this year. I mean, Dable and Joe Shane came in and, you know, certainly worked to improve, but you can't fix everything overnight. The Giants have been the worst team. The Giants and the Jets have been tied for the worst before this year. The worst record in the NFL combined, or or each, both of them, since 2017, over a five-year period. Right. Over an indication, by the way, over an even bigger problem that's developing in the league right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know who we could have on at this time of year to kind of talk about this. But top eight in the AFC, Patrick Mahomes. Tua Tungavailoa, Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. You got four teams sitting there tied at seven and three in the AFC for the two seed. Mm-hmm. Then it's Mac Jones, Joe Burrow, Zach Wilson to round out the top eight. What's the overwhelming theme when you listen to the names of the quarterbacks of the teams in the top eight on each side right now? Well, studs in the AFC and kind of. It's a lot of mediocre kind of, kind of quarterback mediocre play right now in the National Football League. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got. But, um, but I mean, the in, in the, in the AFC some, with with those guys that yeah. you just mentioned, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, um, Patrick Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes I mean, if, Lamar's if, won an MVP. If the Chargers could ever wake up, but you know they've had so many injuries and they're inconsistent, whatever. At some I point, mean, by the way, let, let, let's stop right there. At some point. For all of the Herbert love, yeah. doesn't at some point Herbert have to take some of the sure. criticism for not elevating his team? Sure. I mean, I, you know, 
you'll you'll lose Mike Williams for a stretch, and you get him back, and you'll lose him again. Keenan early. Allen's been Keenan in and Allen out of missed a lot what, this four year. or five games. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, sure, they lost. Um, their left tackle, who shut down Chase Young, by the way, Rashawn Slater, uh, for the year, early in the year. Uh, you know, sure, absolutely. Got to take some finger pointing. Uh, Can't I'd, blame it on Anthony Lynn now, though. No, but I'd point the finger at Brandon Staley and injuries before I blamed it, uh, before I pointed it at Justin Herbert, if that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, like, to your point, the difference between the AFC and the NFC is – Basically, because Rodgers is down, because Brady is down, because Kyler Murray is still a weird mess, because Matt Stafford is down, all all three of those guys dropping off the radar this year has gut-punched the NFC in terms of the prolific scoring big-time quarterback that the AFC still has. It absolutely has. Now the question is, will my theory that you can win and you can compensate for not having an elite quarterback, will that hold water in January and into February? Meaning, I know it can get you to the playoffs. Makes your mar- your margin for error is still absolutely. very slim. But do you need, well, and that's just the thing, do you need better than Jimmy Garoppolo Geno Smith, uh, you want to say Kirk Cousins? Okay. Well, let, let me I don't ask think you, that's fair. How about this, though? How about this question? Would we, we would not say Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the elite arm candy guys in the league now, right? Right. We'd agree on of that? Of course, sure. But for a team that seems to be building a philosophy around a defense, Mm-hmm. And a game manager that makes reasonably good decisions. Doesn't Jimmy Garoppolo become an enticing answer for this team that he's going to be a free agent in the offseason? Of course. If you're not, if you don't. But so does theoretically Geno Smith, although Jimmy has a longer track record of success in the league. He's been to a Super Bowl. Right. Well, he's, and he, again, he was six minutes away from another one. So, I mean, I'm just saying. They they backed off a trade for him this past right. offseason, if you believe the reports, right. because of the arm surgery. Well, now it looks like everything is cool with Garoppolo. Probably increases Garoppolo's price tag a smidge in the offseason than it would have been last year, and certainly what he's getting paid this season. Yeah. But ultimately, isn't he a isn't he a you know isn't he a souped up version? Isn't he a ninety three octane version of Taylor Heineke? Uh, is he worth the extra money that you would have to pay him? And would you get better results at all with him as opposed to... Because I think right now, your quarterback next year is either Heineke Howe or somebody like Garoppolo. Right, yeah, I, I, and I would agree. I think I think the best way to describe Jimmy Garoppolo is a system-plus quarterback. Meaning he's... Could he flourish in what Scott Turner's trying to run here? I, I think he... I think he could because they have a lot of pieces. Would he be any better at taking advantage of the weapons they have than Taylor Heineke? I think long-term he would. Short-term, I don't know. Because Heineke knows the system. Mm-hmm. They know Heineke. Heineke's got that in, that intangible, that gene, that competitive spunk fire, whatever you want to call it, that Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know if he has. Um but I think long term, over a larger sample size, Jimmy Garoppolo is the slightly better quarterback talent than Taylor Heineke. I know it's the Maybe National more Football than League. Slightly. I know it's the National Football League, and we're trying to find the best players at all times. But if, as you and I broke it down yesterday, if he goes four and two down the stretch, and somehow they get to ten and seven, and they qualify for postseason play, how can you, especially? With the marketing issues this team has had, this is this guy's turning into one of the more popular players you've had here in recent time since Robert, as we talked about yesterday. How could you? How could you go away from him as the one, unless he comes to camp next year and how somehow beats him out because Sam's got some physical tools I think that Taylor doesn't have, and, to, and especially in terms of the arm. Mm-hmm. 
But but how do you go away from number four if he somehow gets you to the postseason? My gosh, what if he wins a game? What if he wins a game in the postseason? Well, then you have to start wondering again. You have to wonder how much his price tag is going to be because he's a free agent. Well, exactly. Does Taylor Heineke want you then? See, I think Taylor Heineke's always going to want them because they wanted him at a time where he had no chance to get back in the league. So, yes, but at but some point... I don't think point, you can insult him in the offseason, right, though. At some point, you... And, at, you're only, and your value is re- only as, mu- as much as how many other teams think you're any good. Yes. Remember they rescued him? Yes. But, you know, like... All right, l- let me let me let me put it like this. So, after a five-year run at 980, owned by Dan Snyder and Red Zebra Broadcasting, I was a free agent, right? <laughs> CK rescued me. Kynard off- had a private meeting with Russell at an airport in Stafford <laughs> County to discuss C- a future at 106.7 The Fan. CK rescued me off the trash heap. Nobody wanted me, right? Uh, not exactly like there are a lot of options in this market. Right, but <laughs> exactly not like and there's now, 26 around the league. And now, and now there's even less. I keep trading you to Cleveland, and you won't take the trade. <laughs> but my my point my point is is CK wanted me right or 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 brought me back right mm-hmm. a- after I turned my back on him and went to the competition a week before training camp. So okay. hell of a gesture by the way on his part. Hell of a gesture. Nice guy, <clears throat> right? Nice guy. But my point being is. You know, yes, he brought me back. So, yes, I have a certain sense of loyalty to him, right? But, I mean, at some point, you need to get paid. At some point, you want to get treated better, right? At some point, you want to graduate. You want to advance more than just a backup fringe starter. Whether you are or you aren't. So, my point is, is Taylor so Heineke is in saying- kind of that role of where if, 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 he goes four and two, say, mm-hmm. or five and one down the stretch. And I know it that's a big if, a huge if. If he does that, and then to your point, especially if he wins a playoff game, what do you think Taylor you think Taylor Heineke is gonna sign a Mitch Trubisky deal? Two years, fourteen million? I don't think so. I think Taylor Heineke uh, now again, that's a lot of ifs that have to happen. But if they go four and two, five and one, or God forbid six and zero, oh, and they win a playoff game, mm. Taylor Heineke all of a sudden becomes—I don't think he becomes like twenty-five million expensive, but I think he becomes like fifteen million a year expensive. They go six and zero. Oh, I'll bring egg McMuffins for everybody. I'll say that. Whoa, Matty, you like egg McMuffins? Oh, of course. Okay, yeah. a second. Bacon, egg, and cheese is always Ooh. the way to go in the morning. I mean, I, I brought donuts On today. A muffin or a, a biscuit? I mean, I'm partial to the New York style. Just get it on a roll. But bacon, egg, and cheese, a little bit of well, hot sauce. Well, they don't have that at McDonald's. No, they don't. So I, I'll, I'll, They do have bacon, egg, and cheese bagels. They have bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles. They don't have, even have and it on McMuffins, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fatty at heart, so I'm definitely a McGriddle if we're going McDonald's. So if they go 6-0, and oh, they go 6-0. and oh. I'm bringing us McDonald's breakfast next okay. time. How's that? All right. All right. All right. I'll 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 step it up next time when it's my turn. So six and zero is a tough ass. If they go six and zero, I think Taylor Heineke should buy us all breakfast. He could buy us Jordans of our <laughs> He could true. buy me blue and gold Jordans That's like true. Navy. That's so, true. But, but but I mean, like the oh, I know we're can getting. You I know how we're getting sweet. A- by the way, those Jordans. If he beats the Cowboys, oh, yeah. would look. I know we're getting way, 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 way ahead of ourselves as as always. But that's but, what. But no, but I think Chris, what you're, what we're, what we're talking about, that's what Taylor Heineke is playing for week by week right now for this team and his future. This is what he's playing for. He's playing to get a bigger deal than Trubisky. That two for fourteen. He's got a chance to play for even bigger money than that. Bigger stakes than that. And bigger stakes for a team and a fan base that may make it almost impossible for management to go away from him in the offseason. Not entertain Jimmy Garoppolo again like they did last offseason. And maybe it comes down to a competition in-house between him and Hal just to say, we're having competition. It's an open competition between Sam and Taylor. 
But whatever deal they sign Taylor to might dictate otherwise. So I think it's a fascinating scenario that is setting up week by week and how he plays. The cash register either goes up or it comes down for a player like this. It's fascinating to watch. And another playoff game essentially this week for Washington as they take on the Atlanta Falcons, who are right behind them in the NFC standings. So I wanted to ask my question uh, on the other side here uh, mm-hmm. that I, I bounced off of you yesterday. Yep. Sure. Get some thoughts on that uh, coming up about the defensive backfield and more. Plus, we got a bunch of guys that want to weigh in. Short show today, only on until 11-15. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgetown basketball at that point. Check uh, – Pete out. He'll be on play-by-play throughout the weekend. What do you got? Nothing tonight? Nothing tomorrow but I'm Friday? I'm off till Saturday. How about that? Oh, how about that? I got, huh? I got doubleheader action on Saturday. I got Navy men at 11, Navy women at 1.30. And, then and I got no Navy football this Saturday. No Navy football. We're off this Saturday. So I, I've got a chance to breathe a little bit. All right. Um, um, not, not really knowing what to do with myself. So I'll, I'll be on CBS Sports Radio 3 to 6 tomorrow. Uh, and the Odyssey app, and 6 to 10 on a Friday. Uh, and uh, so, you know, we're busy, but we're only on until 11.15. So I have an important question I want to ask you about the safeties when we return. Plus, we'll knock down all these calls uh, coming and up. Bennett Conlon joining us coming up at 10.45. Gambling underway today. Mobile for you in Maryland. We'll talk about its impact next uh, with him at 10.45 right here on the Team 980. and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hoy is an American in an hour, 11-15 for the pregame with Rich Votkin. Right here on the Team 980, playing early because A, Caps are home tonight. B, Fox has the World Cup. So they said, and Fox has all the Big East games. So Fox said, Georgetown, you're going to play this game at 11-30 and you're going to like it. How, I you're going to put ketchup on this thing with American and you're going to like it. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but are there going to be 1,000 people in the crowd? Uh, that's debatable. That is debatable. They'll all be sitting at home, driving around, going to Grandma's house, listening to Rich Vodkin right here on the Team 980. So That's what you should do. Uh, safeties, ask the question. Yeah. So here's <clears throat> what I wanted to ask you. Three safeties on this team that play the primary bulk load. Cameron Curl missed the first two games. Obviously, we know what he's done since. Bobby McCain, versatile enough to play slot corner safety, strong free, all that. And the third safety, Derek Forrest. Mm-hmm. Which one of those three is, has been, is the best so far this year for you? That's a great question, and I believe the discussion is closer than you think, but the answer is still Curl. The answer is still Curl because of his leadership he provides out there as well right now. I believe, though, with you and I, we touched on it a little bit yesterday, with what they've asked Forrest to do and using Bobby's versatility to play to one of his strengths as a slot corner and a guy that's willing to mix it up in the run game. Bobby McCain will come up and blast you in the run game. So I think the discussion is closer than you think. It's still curl, but with what they've asked Defoe and McCain to do, it's made them, as a trio, when they're on the field together, very, very effective. And kudos to Jack Del Rio and that defensive staff for, A, player development when it comes to guys like Curl and Forrest because they're young players. And kudos to Bobby for accepting the role that they've asked him to play and excelling in it, similar to what Landon Collins did last year. I mean, Bobby told you, Bobby, look, you mentioned it. Bobby was frustrated last year and sounded off a little bit. But I think just like Bobby said, you have to give them their flowers right now Mm -hmm. when 
things have turned around. We've talked, we've touched on the reasons it's turned around. And I don't think you can't discount addition by subtraction. And they have found a chemistry amongst them out there, and you're getting better results. That's why, that's why the front four look even better now, because the back four or five, if you really prefer, it's five. Those guys are now on the same page, playing with great chemistry, and because they're covering better, they're making the front four even more effective. Those guys are now getting all the way to the quarterback, making impactful plays because there aren't open receivers behind them now with the way that back five is played. The coverage basically matching the pass rush, Correct. working in concert, working in sync. Complimentary, just like our boy Paul. Let me just give you a, a quick number, and then we'll get back to the calls. Cameron Curl, who would also be my choice along with you, so I'm glad you said that. No disrespect at all to Bobby McCain. No, no disrespect not at, all. at all to Forrest. The number two overall defender on the Washington Commanders. 85.6, according to Pro Football Focus, just behind Montez's sweat. Mon- Montez's sweat. Montez sweat. <laughs> <clears throat> His sweat is probably highly rated, too. Montez sweat at 89.4. Cameron Curl, 85.6. Run defense, 87.2 out of 100. Tackling, 89.9 out of 100. Pass rush, okay, whatever. He doesn't pass rush a whole lot. 63.9. Coverage, 80.9. He is their top safety. He is their second best player. One spot ahead of Jonathan Allen, who comes in at an 82.4. And then number four on that overall list is the second safety, Derek Forrest. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would go this year. I would go I, I would go Curl, Forrest, McCain. Curl, I think, does more things that don't stand out, but that are important in terms of the the mental side of football. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that Derek Forrest doesn't, Bobby McCain doesn't. I think Cameron Curl is basically the closest thing to a captain, to a um, and remember, to, a, to a guy that knows the defense, yeah, when, stone when, cold, and thinks the when game. When the opportunity arose, they put the green dot on him. There you go. So that that tells you what they feel about him handling all those responsibilities. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. We've got uh, Bennett Conley coming up from SportsHandle.com. Talk about betting, getting rolling here in Maryland today. We go down to the bottom. Let's get Paulie in here first. What's up, Paulie? And thoughts with you and all your neighbors down there uh, in Norfolk this morning, my man. Yeah, no doubt. Head to the W, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. Prayers to the to his family, man. Yeah. Uh, that was a tr- crazy scene last night, man. Yeah. I, I was in that I was in that parking lot maybe like an hour, hour and a half before everything went down. Mm. It's it, it, Gloomy day out here today, man. Um, Rufio, you job, Turkey. <laughs> See, here I was feel here I was feeling you know sad and 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 thankful that you know that that you're doing okay hey, and you know and hey, and then I, you I, and I, then I, you I come on and bust my chops. Hey man, I appreciate that, but you know, like we say, man, you know, we all you sports and things like this to get away from reality and things, man. You know what I mean? So I'm glad to be talking to y'all. You know what I mean? Uh, you, know, you know how I go. You jive, Turkey. <laughs> but look, I've been telling y'all for two years Bobby McCain, they needed to sit him down. I've been saying it all year. All year, they should have been put Forrest in a lot. Forrest have made more plays in two, three games than Bobby McCain have made in two years. Now, now I'm glad they finally found his niche up there in the slot, you know what I mean, because he is good against the run, and he does have uh, some coverage skills, you know what I mean? So, And he's played that spot before, you know, that was his strength with the golfers, you know what I mean? But, you know, like like normally we do, you know, it seems like we have a hard time putting a player in the best position to succeed. You know, we try to force a, a square peg into a round hole a lot, but... It seems like he's he trying to get away from that. But um, what I really wanted to say was, y'all talking about the quarterbacks and everything, I want to say this about Geno Smith, man. Geno Smith never was in a stable organization. You know, as a quarterback, that you know, and it happens a lot in this league. You got a quarterback, I know he was a second-round pick. You know, he's pretty good coming out of West Virginia. And then he goes to the Jets. Come on. <laughs> one of the most they they right along with us and the Cleveland Browns as 
a, you know, unstable organization over the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, for crying out loud, he got his jaw broken in the locker room by a linebacker you ain't never heard of in your life. You know what I mean? Then he goes to the Giants, who, who was who, – who was, come on, he got put in a bad situation when, when Eli Manning was at the end of the line, and, you know, they stuck him in there as the scapegoat. So, you know, to see him go with uh, to Seattle – and you got to say Seattle's been one of the most stableist organizations. You know what I mean? So I, it's almost like me, me and Sanchez talk about nurturing. Yeah. You know, and quarterbacks, quarterbacks don't get nurturing anymore. They get thrown to the wolves and put out in the fire. And, and, and if they don't get it done, then it's almost like, oh, he's a bum. Oh, he, he's a disappointment. He's a bust. But, but you know, it's, like I said, it happens to a lot of quarterbacks, man. Look at Heineke. Heineke might not be in this situation with any other team. You know what I mean? He's getting nurtured. Ron yeah. nurtured him last year. Yeah, perfect example of that, Paulie, is Zach Wilson and what he's going through right now with the Jets. I mean, they, they, there's no nurturing. They're ready to light him on fire. I mean, that's, oh, you know. Hey, listen, I, I believe it, 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 it's not far-fetched to think that Zach Wilson is not going to be on that team next year. Uh, and that's, that's crazy after uh, two years. Are you talking about the second pick? In, he was the second pick in the draft, I think, or the yep. second quarterback selected. That's crazy. That's you know, I, I don't want to say you know, uh, God bless the dead, but that's uh, Dwayne Haskins' life. And he was the fifteenth pick. We yeah. talking about the second pick in the draft. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, but yeah, man, you're right. You can't wanted, say I, that. I you wanted, can't say that there isn't recent history for that to happen. I don't see that happen. I think he's got one more year there, but not definitely as a starter. That's for damn sure, Paulie. We got to run, man. Yeah. Uh, Hey, man, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving you guys, pal. Man. Same to you, pal. Glad you're okay. Man. You jive, turkey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turn <laughs> yeah. line one. Jeff's in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Sorry, guys. I was on mute before. That's all right. Um, Pete, you're going way back in history pulling out Kresge. That, I haven't heard that name for 40 years. <laughs> that, where that where that came from? That's I'll where that toaster know. probably came from. That's how old it is. They used to have, before all these specialized sub shops, they used to have the best Italian sub around Cincinnati, at least anywhere. So that that made, that made brought a smile to my face. So uh, before Sabah gets on, I have a little bone to pick with Mr. Heineke about this T-shirt that he's promoting on Twitter and Oh, Instagram. yeah, 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 with uh, it, uh, place, basically F it, it's uh, Terry's down there somewhere or whatever. Yeah, but somebody else came up with that first last year after the Bengals beat Kansas City to win the division. And, I, you know, I, JP goes, hey, look at this. This is really funny. This is great. What a great guy. I'm like, dude, you, you got to pay the royalties out to Joey B. I'm sorry. Oh, oh because Burrow did the, the same uh, thing? Oh. he. he I don't remember I'll, that I'll from send, last year. I'll send it to YouTube. I think okay. the game was January second when we beat the Chiefs to to win the division. Okay. Um, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure Taylor's a great guy, and the money's going to charity. And I'm only half joking, but I'm like, dude, you got to pay respects where it's due, <laughs> definitely. So, uh, you guys have a great holiday, all three of you, Pete. I'm happy you're not working any of the 27 jobs for the next <laughs> couple days. And, Me too, um, man. Yeah, every everybody enjoy their families and and just you know it's going to be warm weather and get out and hang out and just have a great time. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff. Happy you, Thanksgiving pal. to you and your family. Line two, Roy's in Brunswick. Roy, go ahead. Uh, hang on. Hey guys, awesome hey, show. Thanks, pal. Glad you guys get a an early uh, opportunity to get home quicker for the yes. holidays. Um, yes. Sure, that's not frequent for you. Um, so. I think, you know, to weigh in on the quarterback thing and the cap room and all that, the, the, because everyone realizes the team's winning due to the defense, you have to proceed with whatever lets you re-sign um, paying it. It's pointless to get rid of Wentz and free that money up just to overpay for someone else when with Garoppolo or, or Heineke or whoever, um, you're still going to be relying on the defense. So whatever keeps that intact, um, I think, is what you have to do. And as far as the safeties go – I think that, that that it's no mystery, uh, you know, two years in a row, you get rid of your highest paid defensive player and the team does better. You're not getting burnt over the top, but the third down efficiency, they swarm to the ball. They tackle, um, you know, every time that there's a turnover that that's there, whether it's on the ground or in the air, uh, they grab it. The young guys are grabbing it. So it's, you know, and, and then the depth on the line that we thought we didn't have, 
Um, seems like it's really good too, like the two Hills and the Smith Williams and Obata and all those yep. guys. So um, I think whatever you can do to keep that defense intact is what you have to do with quarterback play because you can't afford to get a quarterback that's good enough to carry the team. So you have to get the team to stay as intact as you can and, and work around that. And no one's even looked at Sam Howell yet. Maybe after a second full year, if Heineke gets another year, and you get a second full year of him developing, maybe he is like the first quarterback in the last 10 years that where it used to be where you didn't even think about starting your quarterback after two or three years of developing because that, that doesn't happen anymore in the modern game. They put them right in the first year, and a lot of times they look like busts like Josh Allen initially. Yeah, I mean, again, the the point for you know any of these any of these teams, we all want the Patrick Mahomes. We all want the, the Josh Allen. The the thing is, is as Chris and I detailed, the top sixteen teams right now, top eight on each side, there aren't many elite dudes, certainly on the NFC mm-hmm. side. The AFC's got some guys. The NFC right now, man, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, the division leader with Tampa. Otherwise, it's a bunch of either up and coming developing guys like Hertz, Prescott, who's okay, obviously, and the rest of them are all, you know. I don't want to say jabronis, but a little level above jabroni, but they're not much elite about the rest of the cats that are running around there with the possible exception of Garoppolo because he's been to a Super Bowl. He's been somewhere that, you know, a lot of these other guys have not been. And I I just think you can't take that for granted with what that guy's been able to do. Roy, appreciate it. You guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Coming up, Bennett Conlon from SportsHandle.com joins us next. Big ups, well, not big upset, but a big comeback at the World Cup. Rufio's got the details. All right, yes, indeed. We start with uh, that. As Pete mentioned, it was Germany losing to Japan. Two to one, Japan with two late goals in regulation and full time. They win in their first matchup each of the World Cup. Meanwhile, uh, you have right now Croatia. Uh, and Morocco, nothing, nothing, a fi- final, uh, full-time tie, should say. Uh, there you have uh, Spain coming up a little bit later on against Costa Rica. Uh, that game going to start in about 15 minutes. And then Canada makes its World Cup debut uh, a little bit later on this afternoon, 2 o'clock Eastern time, against Belgium. Meanwhile, the commanders with a full practice today as they get set for the Atlanta Falcons. No Kyle Pitts, but... The NFC Special Teams Player of the Week is coming to FedEx Field. That's Corderell Patterson. Had a big kickoff return for a touchdown against the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Falcons, one game under 500. Kyle Smith, who of course was here during Ron Rivera's first year, making his return to Washington in that one. And that's what's trending. It is a big day in Maryland, to say the least. Finally, after two years of incredible mismanagement, a SWARC committee that was so overmatched in what it was attempting to do here, they did not understand the millions, literally by now the billions that they had cost the state of Maryland. And today, you can get three free days of BetQL access just by texting TEAM to 20357. That's TEAM to 20357. Maryland is live with mobile sports betting. Bennett Conlon from SportsHandle.com joins us here to talk about it. Bennett, Pete Methurst, Chris Russell here in D.C. I know you're a local guy. Look, I've been beating the drum on this station for two years. i got a lot of friends in the governor's uh, office and within local politics, I, I can't even put a price tag on what the SWART committee and the damage it's done to the state of Maryland, the billions it's cost the state of Maryland with basically two years of feet dragging and, and malfeasance in terms of how they've handled this. But what do we make of Maryland finally going live here in the mobile sports betting arena? Yeah, it took a while, right? I mean, it was uh, an incredibly slow process, one of the slowest. Um, for any state across the entire U.S. So 
a long wait for betters who are eager to get to this point. And, and now you've got seven operators that have gone live today with mobile, obviously you had the retail launch at the end of last year. So now you've got some options for people in Maryland who want to bet. It sounds like those options will sort of grow here in the next few months as they get closer to, to 20 mobile operators, probably here in the next three to six months. Are one of those 20 operators going to be the Washington Commanders, say, by the end of the regular season? Or, like, uh, because we have the mobile gambling, but we have the gambling licenses, which the Commanders won, and they've talked about putting in a sportsbook at FedEx Field. I realize it's a little bit different than what we have today, but I know they're not ready to go, so how is that process going to work? Yeah, so they're partnered with Fanatics, which they haven't, I guess, made an official announcement about, but it's it's pretty clear that they're working with Fanatics for that. So it'll be at a Fanatics sports book um, at FedEx Field. They've The Maryland Lottery said that's coming in the near future, which um, with some of the, the, the various commissions and things um, in Maryland, I think near future takes on a, a different meaning for certain people. So I don't right. know exactly what near future is. Uh, but they've been working toward it and, and made some steps in the regulatory process. So it seems like they're they're making some some good strides, and you'd expect that at some point soon. And then Fanatics will have its mobile sports book they're expecting to launch in a few states in 2023. So that'll happen at some point as well. But it, it sounds like that's, I don't know if imminent would be the right way to describe it, right. but at least soon for that, that sports book to open. And you mentioned seven mobile operators, you know, launching live in Maryland today. Um, I, I guess... Um, the the best way to ask this is is in your opinion, how much will the mobile gambling option hurt Horseshoe Casino, uh, MGM at all, and what they're trying to do uh, in, in terms of their sports book, um, you know, uh, Maryland Live, all of that's like will will it have a direct impact or is it just hey more fun for everyone? I mean, it'll hurt a little bit. I imagine you've got some people in Maryland who were probably driving to those locations where now with mobile options, they might not go there. But at the same point, I think a lot of the people going to those are are interested in the experience of going to a casino or or going to a sports book, watching games in sort of that theater or lounge style setting that a lot of them have and enjoying themselves there. It's, It's sort of for the experience. So I think a little bit for sure you'll have some people who are or maybe visiting those locations that now don't feel the need to, but at the same time, they're still going to get some business. And I think it's everyone's pretty pleased, especially the operators, obviously, to have their, their mobile offerings live. So it certainly can change things. Uh, but when you have sort of a, a top-tier retail offering, you're still going to have some, some foot traffic for sure. Ben, I know the Nationals obviously have their own place. Uh, Ted's got his over now at Capital One Arena. D.C.'s overall experience, though, through Gambit D.C., uh, has been a disaster. And now that you have uh, Maryland coming on board now where, I mean, I mean, literally, I know customers who are literally driving across the D.C. line to place their bets and then heading back into uh, Maryland with some of these uh, apps. But, you know, is this going to almost render that portion of D.C.'s gaming effort uh, almost obsolete outside of what's happening at Nationals Park and what's happening right now uh, with Ted over at Capital One Arena? Yeah, they've got some really fun retail books. So, I mean, those I think will still get people interested, right, with some some name brand operators. But, yeah, Gambit's tough. Gambit is, is not a great platform. It's got a lot of flaws, and they made some recent interface changes that make it a little bit better to use, but it's still not great. The odds there tend to be a, a little bit worse than what you'd see with the national operator. So, there's a lot of people who don't like Gambit, including people on the D.C. Council. So I would I would think at some point, and I know there were some bills that were sort of uh, brought up and, and circulated a few weeks ago about possibly moving on from Gambit when that contract with Intralot, which is the third-party provider there, expires in 2024. And then also just opening up the, the D.C. mobile market to competition. So you can have those sports books that already have a retail presence. Maybe they can have a piece of the mobile pie. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it's something that uh, the council should probably consider pretty um, intensely in 2023. We'll see if they actually do that. But yeah, I think you look at Virginia and you look at Maryland now with with mobile options. If you're in DC, it, it often makes more sense to travel across state lines to use a regulated mobile sports book than it does to kind of struggle and try to use Gambit. Uh, now that mobile is in Maryland is is active. What's the biggest 
pitfall that they have to look out for? Yeah, I think one that, that kind of every state is, is looking for with mobile wagering going live is you've got more widespread access, which if you're a better is a lot of fun, but you can also come with, with some of those problem gambling issues. So I think that's one that's going to be interesting is sort of how the state monitors that and, and what they can track in terms of uh, if there's an increase in, in people who need help and what resources they can they can have available to help those that certainly need it. Obviously, the majority of bettors uh, do not need that help. There's certainly a select few that that fall into that category. So I think that's something I'm keeping an eye on to see how that uh, develops over time. That's that's certainly one there. And um, I mean, from there, it's sort of just keeping an eye on the the sports books, making sure that they're all obviously falling in line with some of the regulatory things. But those typically aren't much of an issue just because you have these national operators that sort of know what they're doing and if there are any issues it's usually worked out pretty easily with the regulator so it, it should be pretty smooth the launch today has been really smooth from what i've heard so uh, i think some some really positive uh development so far for maryland sports betting but i'll let you out on this obviously virginia last one i saw they were like number seven in the country and they're only doing it really in a couple of different areas in terms of their actual uh sports books themselves uh, when this thing gets rolling here in Maryland now online, usually what is the what is the difference from online to the boutique shops? I mean, is it like an 80-20? Is it a 70-30 online to uh, in-house uh, type activity? What's the, what's the split uh, usually, and have you seen around the country with people online where, I mean, let's face it, you can sit in your car, your home, and you don't have to move and you can get it done as opposed to actually having to go to the in-house places and place your bets like Marylanders have had to do here for a better part of over a year. Yeah, it's usually in that 80 to 90% range being being online. So it's obviously a little bit easier and more convenient. And I think that's what Maryland's expecting as well, somewhere in that 80 to 90% range. And there, I mean, there are even some spots where you can be at the retail sports book, but let's say you're leaving before a game might end. You might still place the bet on your phone, right? Because you can you can put it on your your app or whatever, and that way, if it if it cashes, you don't have to be in person at the sports book to get your winnings. So you can just do that through your phone. So I mean, there are even times where I've gone to some of the ones in DC and and used my phone instead while I'm in there because I know I won't be there through the through the end of a game. I'll be there for part of it or whatever, and and it makes it easier that way. So it's certainly more convenient, but there's still you know probably somewhere in that 10% range of people who will be at the sports book and they'll, they'll have their physical ticket and all that good stuff, which is certainly fun. It's just obviously not as, as prevalent or as convenient uh, as using mobile. Ben, appreciate the time, man. Great stuff. And uh, certainly this uh, gives you uh, a lot to monitor and write about now that Maryland is online. And certainly we look forward to having you back here uh, in the near future as uh, Maryland gets up and running to see uh, how the numbers are. Appreciate the time today and happy Thanksgiving. Of course. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Bennett Conlon from SportsHandle.com. And a reminder, get three free days of BetQL access today by texting TEAM to 20357. That's TEAM to 20357. As Chris has told you, BetQL percolating through most of the year at over a 60% clip. 60% clip means you win more than you lose. So text TEAM to 20357 today. Take advantage as Maryland is online for mobile sports betting. Final 15 minutes of the show are up next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Finishing things up here on a pre-Thanksgiving Wednesday. Hoyas Hoops coming up in a couple of minutes with Rich Votkin. They tip off with American at 11.30. One of two down at Capital One Arena. Caps Flyers coming up tonight down on the fan. Shout out to our guy Ross Rudder and his wife Lynn. Happy Thanksgiving to them as uh, she is getting ready to embark on a very difficult health journey. We wish her all the mm-hmm. best. Keep her in your uh, thoughts as well. Joe Maloney says, ask Chris and Laurel of Gettysburg, despite all those block kicks, beat Dickinson this season. He said, I don't think so. My guy, Joe Maloney. I love when people pay attention to the show. This is beautiful. Um, the Beard, and I know my man Matt Reardon feels the same way. USC still has to beat Notre Dame, as we talked about the college football poll uh, back in the uh, first hour. That is true. That is very true. But Notre Dame's offense can't score with USC's offense Notre Dame's defense is going to be have to be much better than they were in the second half against Navy if they're going to beat that USC outfit and Caleb Williams coming up on Saturday. That's for sure. Carson Wentz given a return to practice designation and certainly for now will be the backup 
to Taylor Heineke here in Washington. I mean, this is just to practice. Everybody's already putting him in uniform on Sunday <laughs> as the backup. Again, this is just a practice. 21-day window. Tell practice. him, Alan, we're talking about practice. I'm not, I can't rule it out, but this is just a practice. I'd be, very, I'd be surprised right now if he's in uniform on Sunday. I think next Sunday is almost surely, and it really becomes a thing if Heineke struggles and they lose this Sunday. I think this Sunday, probably, probably Sam Howell is still the backup. Isn't the next two weeks the big ones here for Heineke? If he plays well, because it's easy to make a switch in a bye week. So is, aren't these next two games really the big ones here? As long as Heineke doesn't pee down his leg, he he's fine, right? Heading into the bye week. I mean, if he's not horrible this Sunday and they lose and... There's an easy way to attribute the loss to, oh, Joey Sly missed three field goals. They let up a 100-yard kickoff return mm-hmm. to Corderell Patterson. Oh, the defense just had a terrible day. Yeah, I think he can probably get away with that. If they lose, and it's clearly attributable to him, as we've talked about, I don't think it's a guarantee in any way, shape, or form that he's the starter next Sunday. And again, I keep here, I keep seeing it. I just saw it a little while ago. People are running around thinking that this is Taylor Heineke's job for good. It's not, people. It's it, his it's job not. for good if he keeps playing well. If he keeps playing well and they keep right. winning. One or, one or the other or both. I, I mean, if if he plays poorly and they keep winning, you can get around that for now. But even that would be subject to debate and change later on. Right now, if they win, he's in. Period. All right. That'll do it for us. Rich Votkin and Georgetown Hoops coming up. Zach Wilson benched by the Jets. No shocker there. They got to do what's best for the team in that one. DeLon Wright, by the way, clear to rejoin practice with the Washington Wizards as well. The backup point guard has been out there. That'll do it for us. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Chris has got network duties. Catch him on the fan off and on next two days. I'm off. I'm just going to rake leaves. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. For Matt, for Chris, I'm Pete. We'll talk to you Monday as a team back again at 9 right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. You too, Dan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.